Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Thank God for the privilege to be here tonight. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't take nothing. I know, you know, I don't know anybody that wants to be a preacher. If you want to be a preacher, there's something wrong with you. Amen, but uh, I wouldn't take nothing for the calling that God put on my heart. But they gave me a charge when they ordained me. And uh, that charge was to preach the gospel, to preach the word, to be instant in season, out of season, to reprove, to rebuke, and to exhort with all long suffering. And uh, I've not always, well, probably never been very good at it, but uh, I want to exhort tonight. I know my heart and the word of God and the will of God. I want to exhort you tonight. And I pray to God that you pay attention. Now listen, when I stand before God, I'm not going to give an account for your apathy. Right. Right? If you don't care about the word of God and you don't care about your own soul, that's, that's between you and God. Right. But I've got a responsibility to tell you the truth. Amen. And I sure am glad that we have truth. Amen. And that it ain't about a man's opinion, right? Because right. I can stand up here and say a whole lot of things. But there's a book that'll contradict me if it's wrong. And I'm glad that I have a truth. And I hope to God that we can uh, be moved by it. Listen, truth ought to move his people. It ought to challenge our hearts. It ought to swell up in us as as nothing else does. The word of of our, our shepherd as he speaks to our hearts. It's all his voice. But there are times when he speaks specifically about things in our lives and um, I don't know how to prepare you. Uh, I'm honest before God. I feel inept and small and incapable of, uh, of feeding a flock. I do. But God knows my heart. There is something burning in my soul, has been, concerning his coming. And I want you to be prepared. And I want you to know what the Word of God says. And as we go into these series of meetings Thursday night, that's the purpose of that. So don't excuse yourself from this. Amen. Be a part of it and allow God to work in it to open your heart. But uh, in preparation for that tonight, I want to exhort our hearts in His Word as we uh, get ready our souls for what I hope to be a transforming opportunity, a time for us to change and to get closer to God. So turn with us tonight to 1 John's Gospel. 1 John, chapter number 5. 1 John, chapter number 5. I love 1 John. Uh, It's rich from the beginning to the end. Uh, You you can just put your finger about on any verse in there and and walk away shouting. But... uh, I've got a thought on my heart tonight, and I pray to God that it would exhort the people of God. First John chapter number five, beginning at verse number one. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Mark that. And everyone that loveth him that begat loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this, we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. 
For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Father, help us as we open our heart to your voice. We pray that you would speak clearly and purposefully to us. We're often dull of hearing and we confess this thing. And we pray that you would prick our heart with the power of the Holy Spirit and with your word that you would raise up in our soul, Father, a response that would grab hold of this truth that we might live in victory tonight against, Lord, the enemies of this world. Thank you for what you're going to do. We're trusting you for it as we confess our need for you. We're inept, incapable, small, weak. We lay all of those inabilities in your hand, and we simply trust that you'll use the vessel for the glory of Christ and that all might be edified, we pray, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 I'll start tonight by at least defining or, or sharing what I believe it means to be victorious. Uh, the victorious are described for us in 1 John chapter uh, 5, verse number 1, I mean verse number 4 and 5. What you hear there is that for a person to truly be victorious, they're going to have to be born of God. And what it said was, is they that believe that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Now, might as well take inventory tonight. How many believe that Jesus is the Christ? Amen. I've done found that out. I found it out a long time ago. And it's too late to try to convince me that Jesus Christ is not the Son of God. That he's not real. And that he doesn't abide with them that are his. The Bible said that those that are overcomers are those that are born of God. And so, uh, for you're not going to relate to the, the message tonight unless you uh, really understood in your heart that you're born again. I'm, I'm so glad for what the sister sang when she was walking up there. You didn't hear my prayer, but I was saying, God, I'd sure like for her to sing I got saved. And you know why? Because in order for us to enjoy some of the good things that God has given us in his word, friend, you're going to have to be born again to know that truth. I'll do my best to share with you uh, the excitement I have for the Word of God. I want in everything that I do to live in a way that shows a zeal for Christ, a passion for the Holy Ghost of God. But friend, when it comes right down to it, if you've never been to the fountain that I drink from, you'll just not be able to relate. You can't know how good it is uh, to experience the power of a holy God unless you've had it yourself. And so I invite you tonight a friend that if you ain't a child of God you need to be a child of God I wish to God that I could say for sure that everybody in the room was going to heaven but I don't have that ability I cannot look and I cannot judge in a man's soul and no but what I do know a friend is that God I've made a way for every man a woman boy and girl to know his only begotten son and brother you can know the victory in Jesus tonight but you've got to be born again. Oh, I hope that you're born again. 
I'll tell you, there was something in my heart. I kept wrestling with this thought coming in tonight. I'd just like everybody raise your hand, raise your hand. Let me know that you're saved. You say, why, preacher? I may outlive you and you may outlive me. But brother, if I if, if you go before I do, they'll probably ask me to stand over your corpse one day. And I'd sure like to be able to say I, with an assured heart that I know where you went. Amen. There ain't a greater comfort in my heart. I'd, I'd like to preach this for a while. I'm going to quit here in a minute. But I want you to know that it thrills my soul to know that some of you I'll be able to say without a doubt that I'll get to see you again in heaven. Amen. I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I'm saved. Thanks be unto God. Amen. You say, what does it mean to be victorious? I'm fixing to preach it to you here if he'll let me. But I'm so glad, friend, that I'm born of God. Not only am I born of God, but the Bible said we have to believe Jesus is the Son of God and that our faith is what gives us the victory uh, that overcomes the world. Now, what it means to be an overcomer, friend, uh, is to recognize that you're overcoming something. You're overcoming something. Did you know that you've got enemies in this world? Amen. I may startle you tonight with the number of enemies you actually have, but I'm going to share with you what the Word of God has exposed to us. Uh, it startled me when I went through and I started looking at the list after all the notes I'd put down, and I got to looking, Brother Jeff, at all those things that are against me. My friend, I'd hate to know that I had to face them things without God. I'd hate to know that I wake up one day and that He might not be there, Zach, uh, that I'd look in the face of some of the adversaries I have in this world and think for one minute that I'd have to go it alone. Thanks be unto God when I got saved he made a way for me to know brother that he'll abide with me he'll never leave me, never forsake me and brother there ain't no enemy I got greater than him. Yep. You can just smile right on through it. Say, preacher, I don't know how you get to the place where you can smile through it. Well, I'm not telling you I smile all the time. There are times that those enemies overtake my my very thoughts, and I succumb to the to the to the nature of this own flesh and begin to pity and to worry and to fear and to doubt. But here's what I want you to know that there's one that lives inside of me. Amen. Brother, I'll tell you right now, you go to confront him, he'll raise up on you. He don't have to back down to the enemy. He's never been defeated. He's got Amen. He is undefeated, by the way. Amen. There has never been a foe, Amen, that's come against him that he's had to back up to. Amen. To walk away from him. I want you to know that I am victorious unto the Lord Jesus Christ today and it all started when I got saved. When I got saved. Amen. Yeah, it feels good to be undefeated. I'm not undefeated. (laughs) Amen. But he that's in me, yep, he's never lost one. Never lost one. I want you to look tonight at the enemies that we have and I want you to see uh, based on the word of God how he's made you victorious. We sang that song this morning, Victory is Mine, Victory Today is Mine. And I, I thought to myself, I, I've had this message for a few days, and, 
And uh, they don't leave a preacher. They just hang around with you. They're like old friends, right? They just walk around with you until you get rid of them. Uh, Until you can get rid of the message, friend, they're your constant companion. That's just how it is. And and as my mind just rolls over those things, I think to myself, Greg, I love the people of God. I tell you right now, I love this place and I love this people. And when you suffer, I do too. When you're weeping, I'm weeping with you. And I believe that's how God meant it to be. If we really love one another, we'll bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. I believe we have a responsibility to love people that way and to care that deeply. You say, preacher, I don't want to be that involved. I don't want to get in somebody else's business. I don't want them to know mine. Well, you should have joined a different family. Amen. When you got part of the family of God, friend, you got yoked up with people that will care for you. They love you uh, through thick and thin. I'm grateful to God uh, that I'm a part of a family friend uh, that when I get down brother I know somebody will pray for me I've seen it many a time Uh, when I get a text or a call a little word or a note somebody say don't know what you're going through but I'm praying for you I'll tell you right now I've got a father today a friend that is victorious over everything and I need to be as well may I exhort you tonight that you don't have an enemy he don't conquer You don't have an enemy that he don't conquer. Amen. Let's look at them. I've just got four tonight, four categories. Within each one of those categories, there there are many enemies in it. Just as one army that may come against you would have any many people in that army, friend, when it comes to the things that are against the people of God today, there's a bunch of enemies out there. There's a bunch of enemies out there. Now, I didn't come to preach to you tonight to, to, to create some kind of alarm or awareness in your soul for the enemy. No, I came to preach about the enemy killer. I came to tell you and exhort your heart, amen, that there's one that lives in you that's greater than anybody else in this world. And friend, the children of God ain't going down. We're going up. I don't know about you. Amen. I know there's times when you look in the mirror and you say, God, I don't know if I'm going to get out of this. God, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow if you don't help me. But I'll tell you right now, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. We've got a God today and he's given us the victory in Christ. Amen. I've been made the victor. Hallelujah. You say, preacher, you ain't done yet. I can declare it now. Amen. I don't have to get to my deathbed to say I won. Amen. By the word of God, I can declare to you affirmatively that I'm going to make it to heaven, not because of anything that I did. Amen. But because there's one that lives in me that has already defeated every foe I've got. Amen. There ain't one of them can steal. Amen. What God's got a hold of, I'm going to get to go because God has made me his own. Yep. I'd say I'm victorious, wouldn't you? The people of God today ought to live in victory. Now, I'm not here to fuss about people that are living in defeat. We've all been there. There ain't one of us that ain't been in a place where we felt felt like we'd gone the wrong direction. That God wasn't with us. That somehow or another he had failed us. There ain't any of us that have walked for God any amount of time that wouldn't wouldn't in honest heart say, you know what, there are times I felt like, I, I, I felt like God left me. 
Like I, I, I couldn't see his work. I couldn't see his hand. Didn't know what he was doing. Seemed like day after day I'd pray for this and I'd get no answer. And it just felt like I was defeated. You ever been there? Amen. I've been there. I've been there many times when the tears, amen, far outweighed the smiles. When the hard things seemed like they were far greater and than those things that, amen, made a man want to whistle it through. But I'll tell you right now, I've also found that my God has been faithful through every circumstance. Amen. And anything he ever brought me through, he did so for my own good. I'll tell you right now, what he's taught me, I friend, through the hard things, I wouldn't take nothing for them. You can't have it back. I wouldn't do it different. And I praise God that he's ever trying to exhort my soul to be a victor. To live in victory. Well, Lord, help me. I've got to preach on the enemy here. Amen. Uh, let me tell you something. I'm victorious over the world. Now, that's a big subject. I'm going to share that with you right now. But I have victory over the world today. The Bible said in John chapter number 16. Your note taker, here's where you start. Said, these things I have spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. Yeah, that's good. But I'm glad he didn't quit right there. He said, he said, in the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. He said, I have overcome the world. You say, preacher, I'm glad to hear that Jesus has overcome the world, but I have not. Let me share with you what John would also say in chapter 1 John chapter number 4 and verse number 4. He would say, ye are of God, little children. I like that, don't you? Amen. So here's what that means, uh, Emily. Here's what that means. You can take John chapter number 16 and you can take the Lord that says, uh, be of good cheer and have peace in your heart. He said, in the world you'll have tribulation but he said I have overcome the world and then we have John that comes right back there in that little epistle to the church and he says to them ye are of God little children I want you to know what that means is that whatever God claimed as the promise of Jesus Christ over the world is in me it's in me yep the very one that said I have overcome the world. John would come back in First John 4 and 4 and say, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. I'm telling you right now, I like to shout, and I like to get happy, and I like to rejoice in the Lord. And I'll tell you right, these are the kind of verses that trigger that response in me. You know why? Because he said, Yes, you've got people that are against you, Yes, you've got an enemy out there. Yes, the entire world hates everything about Jesus Christ. He said, but I want you to know because I want you to be of good cheer that I have overcome the world. And if I'm in you, that means you've overcome the world. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. I don't care who you are. That's good news. That's good news. You're the victor. You're victorious. You're an overcomer tonight. You're an overcomer. How come? Because Christ lives in you. Amen. You say, preacher, if I give up on God, I'll go down. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> that wasn't how I was raised. I might have gave up on my parents, but they never gave up on me. 
Amen. I can say whatever I want to, but they'd snatch me up out of my mess. Amen. They'd set me on a better course if that's what it took. I've got a father today, and I'll tell you right now, he takes instruction from nobody, and he loves me and said he'd love me to the end, and I'm a trust in him, and I believe that greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I am a victorious believer today. I'm an overcomer through Jesus Christ. He lives in me. He lives in me. Yeah, the world's against me. You say all the world, according to the Bible, yeah. The Bible said in Romans chapter number 8, here's where it gets a bit startling. I wrote this down for us. Romans chapter number 8. Bible said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Now, let me list for you the enemies you have in this world. The Apostle Paul listed it for them in the book of Romans chapter number 8. He said, "He said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Now, you say, how do you know they're the enemies? Because they're the ones trying to separate you from the love of Christ. Huh? This, this is elementary, people. This is elementary. How do I know that these are my enemies? Because they're the ones trying to separate you from Christ. Ain't nobody your friend that would try to separate you from Jesus. No, but he said, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And then he begins to name them. He said, shall, tribulation. And the response is, no, no, tribulation can't separate me from the love of Christ. As a matter of fact, what I find throughout the history of the known church is, friend, when tribulation comes, they get closer to God. You study for yourself. Shall tribulation? The answer is, no. How about distress? Anybody ever get distressed? Don't lie to me. Everybody gets distressed. Some of us are distressed right now. Amen. Distress can be defined by the culmination of worry and doubt and fear that, that, that rise up into your heart and it creates within your mind and your soul an attitude of distress when you feel in yourself, I can't do this. I can't fix it. It's not better. What's happening? Which way is this going to go? And friend, that distress is an enemy to the people of God. But let me make it clear. Shall distress separate us from the love of Christ? Not according to him. (laughs) You think it might, but according to God, distress can't separate you from the love of Christ. What I found truly in the believers, the harder it gets, the harder they pray. Huh? Somebody say amen to that one. The harder it gets for the people of God, the harder they pray. I ain't found in the family of God where when it gets hard, they give up. What I found is they dig deeper. They find the resource. They get close to the fountain and they're renewed in their heart every day. Yeah, be exhorted, you're overcomers. You're overcomers. Will distress separate you from the love of Christ? No, no, I got to hurry. Or persecution. What about persecution? No, the answer is no. What about famine? No. Nakedness? Amen. No. How about peril or sword? Nay, he said. That's what Paul, I mean, John said, I mean, Paul said in Romans to him, he said, no, no, no. He said, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Amen. I like being a conqueror, but I'll tell you right now, more than a conqueror is second gear. 
Amen. You just graduated. You just started getting more. I am more than a conqueror through him that loved us. You say, can you be so confident? Well, he is. And I'll tell you right now, he, had, he wrote this for you and I, for the people of God. If you're born of God, believe in Jesus Christ and have a faith. Friend, I'll tell you, according to First John, you have got the victory to overcome all the enemies of this world. Amen. What a good God. No, no. He said in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. Listen to what he said next. He said, for I am persuaded. Huh? That's what we need in the house of God today, some more persuaded people. Huh? We'd have better worship. I know it got quiet right then, but it's true. Amen. You get a bunch of people that's feeling victorious. Hey, go to a football stadium. Yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the ones that are happiest, the ones that's got the bigger score on the board. Huh? The ones that are winning. <laughs> They're the ones over there giving it this right here. The ones that are winning, amen. You let them go to losing, they go dropping their head. They go to worrying and fear. I'll tell you right now, I'm not on the losing team. I never have been. Amen. My captain ain't never lost a battle. Amen. He's won everyone he's ever went into. And I'm right with him. I'll tell you right now. I'm the victor in Jesus Christ. No, no. He said in all these things, we've been made more than conquerors. I'll tell you, you'll find in the house of God when people are living victorious, they'll worship better. They'll worship better. You know why, Greg? Because, because the focus of their life has suddenly been taken from them and their situation and their circumstances and it's been put to the heart. It's been put to the one, amen, that come off that cross that rose from the dead, amen, and was victorious over death and hell and the grave. I'll tell you right now, when our lives become more about our king, brother, you'll live in victory then. I'll tell you, a victorious church will worship We'll worship. He said, oh, he said, I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. Let me read, let me read again the list of your enemies. He said, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Well, when the apostle said, when the apostle, when the Lord Jesus said, I've overcome the world, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world, that's what he meant. He said, all these things that are a part of the world, and I'll tell you right now, nobody's exempt from any of them. Any of them. Nobody's exempt from any of those troubles and, and woes of this earthly life. And we all have them. And I know you do, dear ones. But listen to me today. You've got one in you that's greater. <laughs> huh? Anybody believe me? Believe the word then. Because I'll tell you right now, when you're on your last leg, when you don't know which way to go next, when you think it's all over, I'll tell you right now, if you've been born of God, it ain't over. It ain't over <laughs> because we're overcomers. And we're overcomers because we've believed in the power of Jesus Christ and he abides within us. And because he's our king and he's our Lord and he's our master today, he is our shepherd. I'll tell you right now, there ain't anything in this world that can rise up against the child of God in victory. None, none, none. 
We've overcome the world. Not only have we overcome the world, but we've overcome the wicked one. We've overcome the wicked one. Look with us in the Bible said in 1 John 2 and 12. 1 John 2 and 12. I'm going to read you 2, 12, I'm going to read 12, 13, 14 to you. I like this because, you know, we, we understand what, what 1 Peter 5 and 8 said when he said, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, goeth about as a roaring lion seeking whom he made foul. Amen. You've not been confused about that. I'm quite certain that you know there's a devil that you know there's an adversary. You know where it came from. You know where he's going in the end. But I want you to know tonight that I have the victory over the devil. I've got the victory over the devil. What, what, the, what the apostle Peter said to the church was, is he said, what you need to do is be sober. Amen. Be vigilant. You just stick with it. You just hold on. You be faithful to God. You be faithful to the word of God. And he said, here's what I'm going to tell you. He said, that adversary you've got, that roaring line that goeth about seeking whom he may destroy, he ain't ever going to get to the people of God. He ain't ever going to take out the people of God. He has tried for millennia to do so and has not one time been victorious over God's people. No, I've got power over the wicked one. I've heard some silly things like, preacher, you go to preaching on the devil and he'll attack you tomorrow. He don't care about me. I'm probably the least of his worries. Truthfully, you realize he ain't a God. Huh? You realize he ain't everywhere at all all the time. He is a created being. He has to be somewhere at the same time. He can't be anywhere. He can't be other places at the same time. He ain't God. Never has been. Now, does he have minions and does he have demons that work for him? Yeah. Have they probably have they probably plagued and tried to upset your life? Yes, probably have. And has the devil ever been to me? I don't know just exactly whether he has or not. But I'll tell you this right now. He is my adversary. But I'll also let you know that I need not fear him. I need to respect what he can do. And I need to understand that he is a formidable foe. But I do not need to bow the knee and give any credit to him. Because he has no power in my life. There is nothing that comes to me that doesn't filter through the hand of my shepherd. There is nothing that comes into my life, friend, whether it be a foe or friend. There is nothing that my shepherd don't know about and is in constant control of. I am not defeated by the wicked one. I am a victor. I'm overcomer. What John said in 1 John 2, he said, I ride unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I ride unto you, fathers, because ye have known him that is from the beginning. Listen to what he said here. I ride unto you, young men, because ye have overcome the wicked one. Overcome the wicked one. You know what he said? I like this. Let let me finish. Let me finish the other verse. It says, I have written unto you, fathers, because ye have known him from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, because ye are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and ye have overcome the wicked one. I said that to say this. When John started that list, and he said, I write unto you fathers. And he said, I write unto you next. And then he said, I write unto you young ones. You know, normally in a flock of sheep, it's the young ones you're concerned about. 
It's the young ones that you're worried about knowing what to do, which way to run, what, who to call for, because they don't have the experience. They ain't been there. But you know what John said twice in that little epistle? He said, I'm writing unto you young ones. He said to let you know you've overcome the wicked one. <laughs> you know what that tells me? The assumption is the older ones... They knew all about that overcoming the wicked one. He said, but let me tell you, even the babes in Christ have overcome the wicked one. They've overcome him. Overcome him. He said, you've overcome the wicked one. I don't know about you, but that's some good news for a Sunday night, ain't it? That we've overcome the wicked one. Now, don't you take your eye off of him. (laughs) Right? I can tell you right now, he is out to steal, kill, and destroy. He don't love you. He hates you. He despises everything you stand for, and he'll do everything he can to take you down. All I'm here to tell you is nice. He never has been successful. As long as we remain sober and vigilant, we're overcomers over the wicked one. We've overcome the wicked one through our own strength. no. Never, never. If it's in your own strength, you, knew, you usually fall. But in the strength of our shepherd, our redeemer, he's never been defeated. We're overcomers of the world. And we're overcomers of the wicked one. But we're also overcomers over sin. Over sin. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you right now, our biggest problem is sin, isn't it? Because we live in a, in a flesh that has a nature of sin that has not been removed. Right, when I got saved, he didn't take away my sin nature. No, he just put something in me that was greater than it. Stay with me now. He didn't take away your sin nature. You still wake up and fight that rascal every day. You still have to bring him under subjection every day that you live. Amen. And for you to be an overcomer, that's part of the process. But here's what I want you to know. You will be an overcomer over that sin nature that dwells in you. How come? Because Jesus Christ is greater than the sin nature. Let me read to you what he said. This ain't boringology. Let me read to you what he said. Romans chapter number 7, verse 23. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. And the apostle Paul cried out. He said, oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death or this sinful nature? And he said, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord so with the mind I myself serve the law of God but with the flesh the law of sin you know there's two of us there's an inward man and there's an outward one do you know the outward man don't get to go they're going to plant him in a coffin one day and put dirt over him But the inward man, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I'm an overcomer today through Jesus Christ. I overcome the world. I've overcome the wicked one. And I have overcome sin. Now, we we see people that get overcome by sin. 
But I can tell you it's because they're not sober, they're not vigilant, and they won't repent. And if they did those things, they would find the simplest of truths, that they have a victory in Jesus Christ, that all they have to do, it's like having a voucher in your pocket to pay a debt that you owed. And brother, it won't get paid until you pull it out of your pocket. You've got a king today that has never been defeated. I've overcome sin. That's what Paul said. Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am, what was he doing? He was confessing that in this, sin, in this nature that he lived in, the flesh, that sin was still there. Oh, wretched man that I am, I have to live in this sinful flesh every day. Yet he comes right back and answers his own, his own question, his own declaration. And he said, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So with the mind I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh the law of sin. Romans chapter number 12. Romans chapter number 12. I, I started to leave this one out, but, but as I thought about it, I, I thought, you know, sometimes we just need application of his word. And let's see if this would help us tonight. Romans chapter number 12. He said, therefore, if thine enemy hunger, and we're talking about our enemy still, amen, right? He said, therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink, for in so doing thou shalt heat coals of fire on his head. But listen to what he says next. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. There's application. Right? There, there is information right there that gives us an offensive ability. Right? It's like having bullets for your gun. <laughs> You ain't got no bullets. You can tote that thing all. Yeah, you may look intimidating, but when it comes right down to it, you ain't got much to do. And what he said was, is, oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord that he has delivered me. He delivered me from sin, the bondage of sin, by shedding his blood and forever paying the penalty for my sin debt that'll, that is cast as far as the east is from the west. It'll never be remembered anymore. Your sins are gone. Your sins are gone. Now, that's all through Christ, my victor. Right? And that gives me the victory over sin today. But he gives me an offensive ability in this present world where we do have enemies. That's what he said as much in the verse. He said, if your enemy hungers, defeat him. Ah, wait a minute. That wasn't what I was thinking. I just want something else to happen to him or her. Well, he said, if he thirsts, give him something to drink. He said, because in so doing, you shall heap coals of fire upon their head. Be not overcome of evil, he said. Don't let the evil of this world overcome you. But he said, I am giving you an offensive ability. I'm giving you some bullets for your gun. Overcome evil with good. He said it, people. I didn't. Now, if you don't believe it or you don't trust it, you need to take that up with him. But it's his word. He said you can overcome evil with good. See, I don't believe it. But let me give you a simple analogy. I'm not going to do it. 
But if I had more time, I'd go turn the lights off. And it'd be dark in here. I promise you, it'd be dark in here. That's evil. You know what it takes to run darkness off? And who are you? Who lives in you? And what John would say in 1 John chapter number 1, and he said, and this is the message that we have heard and we deliver unto you, that Jesus Christ is light. And in him is no darkness at all. Say, wait a minute. Are you telling me the way to overcome the evil of this world is with good? Yeah. That's what he said. And the analogy is simple as a dark room. And you flip a light on. What does the darkness flee? Who won the battle? Who will always win the battle of dark and light? And he said, ye are the light of the world. And that's because he lives in you. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying you're an overcomer. You've overcome the world. You've overcome the wicked one. And you've overcome sin. How? All through <laughs> Right? I'm claiming no abilities in this. All to Jesus I surrender all to him I freely give. Right? Everything is because of my captain. He is the victor, but because he abides within me, I am an overcomer. And I can live in that victory. Lastly, the Bible said, In 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, verse 26, the Bible said that the last enemy to be destroyed is. Huh? You know it then. You've heard that one before, have you? The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Death. And oh, that great chapter on death. Let me rephrase that. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is the great chapter on resurrection. Because I can assure you death has been the enemy of human souls from the beginning. And regardless of how many new leaves a human can can overturn, they might get better over drinking. They might quit their drugs. They might quit their cussing. They might stop doing this or stop doing that. But one thing they'll never defeat. Now, you never defeat sin either. But you'd never defeat death. That's the last enemy to be destroyed. You say, preacher, are you that confident that even though you've not been there, even though it's been on your trail for the last 56 and a half years, you're still sure that death will be defeated? Let me give it to you in the words of Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He said it like this, so when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. 
<laughs> I, listen, we come in here with our heads. <laughs> Shame on us. We come in here as if we, you know, we only had one dog and he's lost. We think the world is upside down. We cannot figure out what to do. We come in here and can't even worship God. We need to repent. Because your God ain't the problem with your issues. No, he has as much in his word declared you to be a victorious overcomer of the world, of the wicked one, of sin, and even death. You're an overcomer. Tell me what you have to be sad about. God, have mercy on us. We're going to stand in judgment for this business. You better hear me right now. You're going to stand in judgment for those foul attitudes that you walk in the sanctuary of a holy God and you sit on your hands and won't say a word and refuse to honor and exhort and uphold the holy God of all this world. You're going to be judged for that sin. Because I'll tell you right now, you're an overcomer. Whether you believe it or not. Whether you live in defeat or not, you have been made an overcomer. You have the victory right now. Today, you're the victor. He said, then shall be brought to pass the saying, death is swallowed up in victory. I love that. Sounds like the anthem of the winning team. Death is swallowed up in victory. He's not done. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin. Well, we know about sin. We've overcome it. And the strength of sin is the law. But he said, thanks be to God. Huh? If thanks goes to anywhere, <laughs> it's to be to God. Because you're an overcomer tonight because of him, not you. Thanks be to God. But thanks be to God. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. Through, through the Lord Jesus Christ. Come get us some. Through the Lord Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God. I'll tell you right now. If, if, if we really get our heart right. And we think about the importance of what it means to exalt Christ. And to worship him for his, his due reward. He's earned it people. The very least we could do Greg is when we sit down on that bench. Look up. And say but thanks be to God. Which giveth us. The victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The victory over what? I hope you took your notes. The victory over the world. The victory over the wicked one. Victory over sin. And even victory over death. Through who? Jesus Christ our Lord. You know what that demands in my mind? Worship. That demands worship to me. Listen, 
Thanks be to God who giveth, I'm just going to say me, who giveth me the victory through my Lord Jesus Christ. I'm, a, I'm an overcomer today. Not because of anything that I've done, but because of what Jesus Christ did for me. And we today need to live as overcomers. Right? When we live in this defeated mentality, friend, that simply promotes our enemy's agenda. Because what we've done is believed a lie. Because your God has never been defeated. Your God has always been victorious over his enemies. And because you're his, so are you. We've been made overcomers through our faith and given the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. We've a great deal to be grateful for. This ain't a morgue, right? This is a place of life. Death got swallowed up in victory one day. And when we come together, it don't matter if they're beating on the outside of the door saying, we're going to take you to jail. I'm still telling you, you are an overcomer through Christ. Amen. Enough said. Stand with us. If you're here and need the Lord, maybe you need to repent of some ungrateful attitudes that you've taken in his holy house and presence. Amen. If we'll get real about this, it'll set us free. Amen. Go ahead and sing, brother.